0: You're listening to the Fear Free Childbirth podcast with me, Alexia Leachman. Let me help you to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth and beyond with a mix of real life stories and experts sharing their wisdom. I'll also be sharing psychology insights to help you to cultivate a fearless mindset. Be inspired and be empowered with Fear Free Childbirth. And now it's time for the show. Hello and welcome back to the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. My name is Alexia Leachman. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, on today's show, I've got a fabulous guest for you. I'm joined by Emma Moon, who is a cosmic fertility guide and a spirit baby medium. So, what is that? I hear you ask. Well, Emma's got one foot firmly planted in the science camp because she's got a Bachelor of Science in Nursing and she's an integrative health practitioner. But she also has spiritual gifts and acts as a spirit baby medium. So, she can be there to advocate and be a messenger for the souls that are waiting to come into their bodies through you and as part of your pregnancy. So if you want to be communicating with your baby, maybe preconception, or while you're carrying your baby in the womb, then this is the kind of thing that Emma can support you with. So this conversation is really rich from many, many different perspectives, because of course there are aspects to her work where she supports women with with their fertility, and maybe why they're not getting pregnant and what's going on there, but also to support them during their pregnancy and to really bring about a conscious pregnancy, but also supporting women in conscious conception. And then of course, through to conscious birth. So this really is a wonderful conversation and picks up wonderfully from last week's podcast, actually, about consciousness. So um, there is a lot here, especially for those of you that really are more spiritually inclined and love the other aspects of pregnancy, the spiritual sacred aspects of pregnancy, of which I am a huge, huge fan and advocate of. So I was in my element having this conversation with Emma, and I hope that you enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed taking part. Okay, here it is. Welcome Emma to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Now we're going to have a little bit of a conversation that maybe is going to touch on some very interesting topics, but we're going to start with fertility and, and also we're going to talk about, you know, how spirituality feeds into the pregnancy journey as well. Um, and I think lots of other things because you have got a very interesting mixed background. So before we dive in, just would you by just introducing yourself to the listeners, so we can get to know a little bit about you.
1: I started my journey really early on. I went into nursing school, so I did a four-year Bachelor of Science. In nursing, I worked as a registered nurse because deep down, I just knew I really wanted to be a healer. With pressures from family, the medical system was definitely the entry point for a healer soul to really dive into that field. And my ultimate goal was to become a medical doctor. Really before knowing what that looked like or how that adventure was really going to unfold. And then being a nurse, working in the medical field, around medical doctors, around all of the professions, I quickly realized that that wasn't how I was going to use my gifts to help heal. And I worked in the community setting for a few years in end of life care. And I held people's hands as they transitioned from this earth journey to their next journey and really realized how much spiritual alchemy there was in this process of living. And I became quite ill physically and ventured into the journey of my hormones and my digestive health. And I was on the birth control pill for over six years. And through regaining my own cycle awareness and healing my own womb and really healing myself through nutrition, I went back to school for an integrative health and nutrition program that was three years and came out of it a completely different person with an immense focus in women's health and hormones and currently specialize and focus in fertility. So I use lifestyle, nutrition, energetic therapies, spiritual alchemy, and I really blend the world of science and spirituality to deliver a comprehensive fertility support. One-on-one courses groups and a membership soon. So that's where my life's currently unfolding. And I have to say that through my own healing, that really cleared my channels and allowed me to move from a space of heaviness and illness into a space of full vibrancy, full vitality, full fertility. And that's what slowly awakened, reawakened, should I say, my spiritual path and my path as a spirit baby medium and intuitive as well.
0: We're going to dive into that part too. And I'm just wondering, let's start with fertility and with the blend that you have with blending science and spirituality, where does that journey start when you're working with somebody? Do you kind of, do you take a read on, on where they're at or, or is there like a, a roadmap that kind of works for them?
1: It's definitely unique to the person in front of me and who I'm working with and where they're at in their journey and their openness to receiving the spiritual support or the energetic work. However, I used to be so scientific. I was right right out of nursing school, We right in the medical field. Everything was a body, and there was never mention of a soul or an energy field. It was all systematic, organ-focused. And then I took that lens, and I poured it into my functional health and nutrition schooling where we then dissected the body through organ system and worked on a supplement or a nutritional strategy or a way of being without large mention of our energy system or our spiritual connection. And it wasn't until I used that systematic body first approach over and over again that I realized, oh my goodness, there's something so much more here than just the physical body. I work with a couple and on an energetic level, there's fear there or there's actually not a true desire to become pregnant. They are having fertility challenges. And I would see it over and over again that these emotional blocks and these spiritual blocks were actually at the root of their fertility challenges. I don't use the word infertility. I find it really, I believe in word magic really strongly. What we voice out to the world really reflects and creates our experience. So when I use the word fertility obstacle or fertility challenge, I am referring to what the conventional system typically says as infertility, but I really truly believe that 97 to 98% of us are just experiencing fertility challenges. We aren't sterile unless we fall into that category of 2% of the population. So I just want to mention that that's how my language works around it. And after I faced over and over again that these emotional and spiritual blocks were really at the root, I dove headfirst into my journey of opening up my spiritual channels, becoming attuned to my own intuitive abilities. I worked after I gave birth to my daughter two and a half years ago, my psychic channels just completely came flooding in so strongly. So now I definitely take the energetic and spiritual alchemy and do a full blend of it. I will sit with a client, I will get permission, and I will connect with their energy field and their spirit team, and I'll call in their spirit babies before we sit one-on-one, and I will get an intention or a focus for our conversation, our discussion, our one-on-one work through their energy realms, and I will use a meditation to run through our chakra systems to feel in my body where there might be some stagnancy, some energy blocks, And I use my intuitive abilities to really feel where we should guide the conversation. And then from that alchemy of looking at the person as a mind, body, soul, and energy system, I use my strategies to support and heal the body through nutrition, through lifestyle, through herbs, through supplements. After I've tuned into their energy field and allowed their higher self, their spirit guides, or their spirit babies to direct that conversation. And sometimes I will verbally say that I'm doing that if they're on board and they're super open to that. Or at other times, I'll use the language of I'm going to tune into your energy field. And if you're open to this, that's what's going to guide this conversation. And I'm very intentional about clearing my body and setting the intention that I allow their highest self and their highest potential and their team to use me as a vessel to work through. So to use my skill set, to use my human knowledge that I've acquired, but really in service to their spirit babies, their higher self, their spirit team while we're in conversation. So to answer that in short, it's a combination, but I did use physical body approach as my number one and it did not get me as far as I currently get with clients merging the two.
0: Really interested in the kind of blocks and the fears that you pick up on people when they are struggling with fertility. So I'm, I'm interested in whether they're conscious or aware of those fears and that they would, they would be able to articulate them or whether kind of when you, you kind of announce what those things are, it kind of blows their mind a bit and they go, you know, it stops them in their tracks a little bit. So what what kind of fears and blocks do you typically pick up with people around fertility?
1: I think it ranges definitely but the most blatantly obvious ones that come in a lot of the time it's a pressure of if they're actually truly meant to embody the role of parent or mother or father in this lifetime. A lot of the times there's major blocks around societal pressures or outside expectations or a timeline that we've put on a chronological age rather than looking at their cellular age and their their physical vitality. So I find a huge block is whether someone truly truly desires to become pregnant or become a mother or on the father's part become a father in this lifetime and whether they've hit that energetic readiness or whether they're feeling pressured to start that journey earlier than They would truly desire based on someone else saying that they're running out of time or that their eggs and their sperm quality are declining and that you have to make that decision now, which is something we could talk about as well. I truly believe we can reverse our cellular age and regenerate and that that pressure is a little bit overused in our system. And another one is the fear and the trauma wrapped around and just held in that womb space. So whether that's prior sexual trauma or abuse, or like you said as well, that rites of passage that wasn't fully honored, we weren't led onto our menstrual journey with the support of our mothers and our sisters and our grandmothers and our community celebrating that within us. And we grew up in a culture where Every time we got our bleed and we menstruated, we would be hiding it or full of shame. So I feel like there's a variety of root traumas and emotions and heaviness stuck within our womb that we haven't necessarily addressed or know exists. But once we peel back the layers and ask the right questions, we can get into that. There's also, I feel, a huge part of our world. Our world is so dense and our world is so heavy right now. And there's a huge crisis on whether people feel fully equipped and ready to bring babies into this world. So I would say that along the lines of those three categories, readiness to actually receive a soul and go on that journey, or underlying trauma or fears or emotions stuck within our womb from past experiences, past partners, or simply a Dishonorable rite of passage into this full magic of womanhood and the stress of our current world circumstances and the trajectory of our planet. I would say those are the three that I face the most often. And what
0: about past life trauma or ancestral trauma? Depending, I mean, is that stuff that you come across that shows up for women?
1: Ancestral trauma, definitely. I feel like we carry the trauma of our ancestors within ourselves, within our blood. You mentioned previously as well, and I want to give you that great honor because you're so wise and you have the breadth of knowledge when it comes to all the areas that emotions and trauma can hide. Birthing itself, right? The experience that we entered this world through. I actually just was working on my own birthing journey. I was an accident. I was a lovely accident that happened to two young. My parents were really young when they had me because I was unplanned. I had a mentor of mine ask me, she said, have you realized that you have created your entire career around helping people consciously prepare and choose their pregnancies? Wow. And you yourself were an unplanned pregnancy to a family that was likely fearful and had anxiety around birthing and bringing a baby into this world. And it was a full circle moment where I realized the imprint that we have not only during our own births, and how that transcends into the trajectory of our entire lives, and how we might not know that that's the bottom book on our stack that needs to be pulled out for everything to unravel. But also, it made me question the generations of birthing experiences before that. What was the stories that we have been told about how our mother's birth went and how our grandmother's birth went? Or what is the birth culture in your community or your household? How do people speak of those experiences? And if we were to bring this even more far into the past, what I see come up as a really deep ancestral wound is really that witch wound of coming into our power and coming into our womanhood. And actually loving our bleed, loving the fact that we cycle and change with the seasons and owning the fact that as a womb holder, we are highly intuitive beings who are our own medicine women because of a fear, a deep, deep, deep seated fear. That when we express our magic, when we express our full potential and our intuition, our safety may be at risk. So that's actually something that I find as a place of traveling with my clients. We do meditation journeys or we ask the deep questions or we do energy work, but is to really see where that nervous system is feeling unsafe. And to really get to the root of that. And sometimes it goes all the way back. And we've had a past life where we were hurt or burned or drowned because of our full expression of ourselves. And that to me, I personally experience and I see it come up a lot, especially as we go into pregnancy or we go into birth. It's as if a subconscious piece of us knows how spiritual the event is when a soul chooses us to incarnate through. And we are inevitably forced into our body, forced into these intuitive experiences, this deep connection that kind of defies our logical brain. Mm -hmm. And that little fear of us expressing this insanely alchemical magical process stirs a little bit of our root chakra and our sacral chakra. And we remember those past lives where being in that full power and potential had an adverse effect on our safety. So really reminding people that times are changing and going back and healing those experiences can be really Mm -hmm. powerful for fertility journeys.
0: Yeah. And when you think that when our grandmothers, you know, in our grandmother's body, our eggs were already in her at that point. And so the, the memories that get stored, the cellular memories were there. So whatever experience she had throughout the whole of her life, her bleed, her... Pregnancy, her, but when she was giving birth, and how that trickled through to then our mother and then to us, you know, those memories are living within us. And then, one thing that I found a lot on my own journey was the trauma that I experienced while I was in utero. Well, that my mother experienced that because we obviously shared the same body, that I experienced that through her. And so, when I was clearing some of my own stuff, that the struggles I was having around visibility and finances they were tied together. And I was like, "Why are they tied together?" Even though it makes a lot of sense, and you know, logical brain goes, "Well, duh." You know, if you want to be visible as a woman and and business and stuff, you you know, that's it's tied to your financial security. But I couldn't see how energetically they were tied. It didn't kind of make sense. They looked like they were just stuck. Um, And so I cleared the trauma. I spent about half hour just crying like a banshee, just like. And after, I was like, "What on earth was that? Why? What? What event was this so powerful that is so deeply painful for me?" I couldn't remember anything. And so when I asked where it came from it, I was like, well, is it childhood? And I got younger than that, younger than that. And it landed me in my second trimester. And then I remembered that my mother, I was like, oh, my God, I know what it is because my mother's passed. I couldn't ask her. She was the main breadwinner. My dad was at university. So she was earning all the money. And it was the 70s. I've just given my age away. She couldn't tell her boss that she was pregnant because she was worried she'd lose her job. So she hid the pregnancy. So during the second trimester, when she started to show, she looked flat. She didn't, you couldn't tell that she was pregnant. And so immediately that was where my visibility stroke financial security trauma came from, which was me in my mother's, you know, when I was growing. So I think we need to kind of really open up. That, that was mind blown to me as, as to where these traumas can come from. that can really be showing up for us in quite huge ways in our current life. And especially when you're looking at things like fertility or our willingness and openness to open ourselves up to the the magic of creation, if we've got all these blocks and these traumas that are just taking up space, there's no room for the new, right? There's no room for the new light energy to come through.
1: Absolutely. And what you really triggered inside of me is this importance and this calling, honestly, as someone who is wanting to become a mother, who truly desires to hold a pregnancy and be that vessel for a soul to enter the earth plane through. We are being called up to our potential and these fears and this heaviness and those energetic blocks are being brought to the surface so that we can take a look at them, so that we can work through them, so that we can do that regression and say, where is the root of this? Where can I go in, pull it from its roots and make that space? So that we are consciously embarking into our preconception preparation, the time, the imprinting of conception and into pregnancy and birth with these clear conscious channels. So that these babies coming through, unlike us who have done the work, who have done the reprogramming and rewriting of our stories and been pulling deeply to shed where our own traumas and emotional blocks are. These babies, these high vibrational souls who are desiring to come in right now and change things up and change the trajectory of earth don't have time to spend their entire life wondering where their emotional blocks are coming from. They are asking us and they are literally putting infertility challenges and obstacles in our face so that we do the energetic work, so that we do the emotional alchemy Before we even conceive so that that journey that you had, and I've experienced it myself as well. And a lot of these generations past have so that we embark into programming them on a cellular level, Mm -hmm. because on a cellular level, we absolutely are fetal programming is a science we from a cellular and energetic level, it's merged from the time of conception even before a hundred days before we even conceive prior to our eggs right maturing in our grandmother right back those lineages but if we take a hundred days before conception as the absolute bare minimum of conscious conception preparation that's when our eggs come out of their dormancy state and that's when they're in this ripe development stage prior to ovulation and every cycle three cycles before ovulation those eggs are beginning their maturation process out of their protected dormancy state that is when on a cellular level those eggs are interacting with our fears and our energy field and our spaciousness and our physical vitality and our exposure to toxins etc and then at the time of conception, the energetic imprint that both partners have is the foundation of that embryo. And whether that embryo is vibrating at a state that that soul wishes to embody is another question. And then through pregnancy, we are in incredible, vulnerable, energetic exchange between two or more souls that is absolutely communicating to and imprinting this developing baby And the energetic matrix that is occurring to ensure that this baby, that this soul is going to inhabit, is prepared on an earth level, a physical level to survive in our world. So what beautiful work it is to face those fears, get to the roots, bring them up to our awareness so that we can do the work and create more spaciousness, clear our channels, rise in vibration so that fertility may come more easily, but also so that we are clearing the slate for these babies coming through.
0: For those listening that maybe suffer from tocophobia or the extreme fears around birth and pregnancy, when I look back at my own journey, I am so grateful that I had that because it forced me to the healing table. It brought me to the table to look at my stuff, to do my healing. And if I hadn't had that, like, It was urgent for me to do so because I had a looming deadline. I was pregnant and I needed to sort this out before birthday. Without that kind of pressure, without that kind of urgency, would I have done that? And I don't know if I would. And so I'm enormously grateful for what that forced me to do. And a lot of the women that I've worked with that use my stuff have said the same. It started that journey for them. It's really a gift to kind of, like you say, it's calling you to kind of look at yourself and do that work. And I, I want to touch on the um, the moment of conception. One thing that I've been really aware of in the work that I do is how much my own level of consciousness has increased as a result of all the inner work that I've done. And I've been taking readings of my own consciousness using the Map of Consciousness tool by Dr. David Hawkins. He's created an, an algorithmic scale, and, and it's got numbers associated with it. So you can take a calibration reading of your level of consciousness. And I've got lots of blogs and the podcast about this as well. So I won't dive into too much detail for those that are interested. But what I'm really interested about that is I can take a number reading. And because my background's business, this really excites me. So I, I took a reading of various stages throughout my own pregnancy journey and how my consciousness had raised, my vibration had raised throughout my pregnancy. But interestingly, it was the difference in the consciousness between me and my babies the day they were born. So baby number one, when I'd first overcome my topophobia, we had the same level of consciousness when she was born. But I continued in my inner work, I continued in my healing. So by the time baby number two came along, my consciousness was much higher. And my second baby had the same consciousness that I had when she was born. So there's a a big gap between their level of consciousness. And I don't know whether this is a common thing, this is how it goes, or whether this is just my journey. But based on what you were saying, it sounds to me like that's just how it goes, that whatever your consciousness is at the time of conception or when they're born, you're basically setting their blueprint. And so all the work that you do as a mother is just helping them up the ladder, basically.
1: Yes, that's such a beautiful way of using language around it. And this is also why I really truly believe that as soon as we desire deeply and know that our purpose in this lifetime is to be a mother, is to be a parent, is to hold a pregnancy within our bodies. We are already embodying the mother archetype. We are already making decisions and sacrifices and our own work is already contributing to the consciousness, to the physical body, to the absolute vitality of this baby that we're bringing through. And when we think of our consciousness and we think of our spirit, and if you are like me and you do truly believe and connect to or are open to the idea that we are more than just our physical body, we are an energy being, we're a spiritual being, we have a soul that is inhabiting this earth suit, this soul suit that I like to call it, we send out these energetic beacons or this magnetism occurs to have a soul come in that matches the frequency that we're at in that stage. And when we do the work and when we clear our channels and when we are upping our vibration, our ascension, our consciousness, that alone is upping the frequency that that baby can rise to. And it's calling in a soul that is at that energetic, that frequency match. Because if we were to hold a very high frequency soul in, which there's a lot coming into the earth right now, that is where we see waves of pregnancy loss. That is where we see tremendously difficult pregnancies. That is where we see stillborns. This is where we see this transition process where a soul is coming in with a really high clear consciousness and we don't have the physical capacity to hold that soul in our body. And a lot of the times they know this already, they're very conscious that they're coming in, but they're coming in for a purpose of alchemizing, helping us rise in consciousness so they can come in and experience life through our eyes. Feel the physical body through our bodies, even if here for a very short amount of time to do some inner healing on our body, on our womb in the short amount of time that they are here and to return back into the ethereal, the spiritual world. And with that, as a human, we experience deep grief and deep sadness and confusion over that process. On a soul level, they're, ver- they're doing it with such high intentions and purpose with the knowing that if they're meant to come back, they absolutely will. But what this emotional alchemy does is it brings our shadows right in front of us and it course corrects our entire trajectory into diving deep into our physical wellness or our emotional healing or our fears and essentially increases our ascension, clears our channels ups our consciousness so that when we come back into our journey when we open up to receive that soul again when they come back in your consciousness has rise to the ability to actually hold the consciousness of that soul and sometimes we have souls who will come down in frequency or who have had a lot of experience on earth so they understand the density that it takes to be in a body and those souls will take whatever chance they can get to come in earthside to do their work. However, we're seeing a massive wave in souls that are really asking us to rise in frequency, rise in consciousness, so that we have vessels that can energetically hold them within our body and birth them into a body that can hold their frequency. And a lot haven't even been to earth before. They're volunteering to come in to help support our ascension in the right trajectory in an upward spiral. And they're really kind of cultivating or putting this call forward to womb holders who are ready and willing to do the work so that we can rise and hold these souls and help them come into earth right now. So you made such a great point of your baby's consciousness match that of yours at birth. So from conception, even before, but from conception to birth, we also have this amazing window of opportunity where we are now pregnant. We've conceived. We can use this entire 10 month journey to rise in frequency along with the help of this baby. And there's no quicker turnaround to rising in consciousness. Than there is when you have a source energy connected into your womb who is propelling you to rise and clear and meet every obstacle and continue climbing forward so that they also can climb that ladder as high as they can before they amalgamate and that cord is cut and they're anchored into that body. So long answer short, absolutely, absolutely. Our consciousness is tied to these souls.
0: And just what you were describing around pregnancy loss and how some of these souls come in to help us to do that healing from the inside. And that really touched me. And I could almost feel getting a little bit emotional listening to you because I I experienced the loss. And it was my, but I didn't react to that loss in the way that I expected, that I felt I should have done. And this is what alerted me to the fact that I took a phobia because when I lost the baby, I had enormous relief. And that's when I knew that something was up with how I felt. And so it, it sent me on that trajectory of like, okay, there's something wrong with me here. I need to I need to sort this out. And so that is what kickstarted my healing journey. So that soul did come here to kind of course correct, as you say. And it's like, and I'd never really heard that expressed in that way. So I just want to thank you for that. And I think a lot of women listening that maybe have experienced loss that are trying to make sense of it, that is going to be very comforting to them too. So thank you for sharing that perspective. I think it's going to, it's wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about spirit babies then. These These babies that are kind of, that are calling, calling womb holders to, to step up or to do the work or to expand so that they can hold this energetically, these beings that are coming through. Um, but when you talk about spirit babies, what is it that you mean exactly? Just so we can kind of, everybody can understand we're all on the same page. What do you mean
1: by that? I think spirit babies is the most common term to refer to them. However. They tell me they're definitely not babies. (laughs) They're just, it's the incoming souls. So, essentially, when I refer to the word spirit babies or I use the term incoming souls, it is the spirit or the soul of a being who wishes to incarnate into the world. So, they have done their prep work or their earth university, as I like to say. They've gone through their healing from their past lives here or in other worlds or dimensions. That's a whole other conversation. But they are essentially the souls who are ready to incarnate. So they are pre-incarnation souls ready to tether to, to anchor to, to match kind of imprint on a human, a soul that is embodied in a human body for their entryway. And I typically see, well, there's a variety of how that imprinting or that energetic match occurs. Typically, we'll see souls who have had past lives with certain members who are already earth bodies on earth. They kind of have like a soul pod or they wish to incarnate back into that family, those sisters, those brothers, those grandmothers, et cetera, that they have shared past lives with. There's the souls who are geographically kind of placed along the world's grid lines so that they are spread out around the world and they try to match with a vessel, a body that can hold their soul. And also who is going to give them the circumstances they need to fulfill their destiny, their earth journey in this lifetime. We sometimes will have spirit babies or souls kind of attached to us at a young age. And those are typically the people that are like, I know that I meant to be a parent in this lifetime. I just have this overwhelming sensation that I could have a baby at any point. It's usually a soul that you've had a past life with who has chosen to come in through you from a really early age. And then sometimes people don't feel that desire or feel or know that they have that connection until later on in life. And whether that's their own intuitive abilities being blocked, and they can't feel the presence of that soul, or sometimes that's a soul who was kind of locked into their energy field, they've seen the trajectory that that life is taking, they're seeing the opportunity that has arisen, and they are kind of clumping on there. They're energetically bound and being like, "Okay, this feels like a great opportunity. I'm choosing you to come through in this lifetime." Or there's also the souls who during a conception opportunity in the right circumstance, the right frequency, the right spot geographically will come through during a conception to make it through into earth. So there's a huge variety of how our souls hold soul contracts and how they come through, but essentially I also see a variety of where our obstacles come in and our self-development growth journeys happen. Some people have a really long journey ahead of them to alchemize before conception even happens. Some people have the journey of after conception. That's when all of their obstacles and their journey comes through. Some people's biggest obstacle is birth. That was my current Present, always unfolding journey and learning opportunity was my birth journey and unraveling and expanding from there. And I usually see that it doesn't usually all clump up together. It's typically if you have a really challenging time getting to the point of conception, we typically ease off when it comes to your postpartum experience or your birth journey. But I find that every single person will have an opportunity of growth to pull us to our absolute highest expression on our parenting journey. Whether that comes before, whether that's during pregnancy, whether that's our birth, whether that's our postpartum, or whether that's in that early childhood development stage, we each have massive opportunities for growth. And these souls that choose us choose us and have that contract with us and are attracted and magnetized towards our energy and our frequency and our consciousness because they always see our highest potential. They always see the highest version of us in this lifetime. So they're going to consistently challenge us to rise up to that occasion, to look us in the eye and say, hey, I came in because I knew what you were made of. And now that I'm coming in, we're going to journey that way together. Is any of that pre
0: Is there a way of tapping into the fact that, okay, my journey is all about the pregnancy, mine's about the birth, mine's about the post-bite? Can you, can you get a whiff of that ahead of time? Or is that you've just got to wait to see what lands in your plate?
1: I find when I'm doing readings for people, I will be shown where their journey, their marathon is going to unfold in the most challenging aspects so of sometimes that will come through as a little hint of saying, you've faced this journey here, and this is going to ease off there. So I believe that if we can tune in and form a really strong connection with that soul, that incoming soul, that spirit baby who's coming through, we can start co-creating what that experience is going to look like. We always have this projection of our paths unfolding, right? With our sovereign free will decision-making, we can change and course correct and shift. And the future is always the most probable of where our consciousness is kind of heading, if that makes sense. But we can co-create our experiences before they even happen, especially when we tap into our own intuitive abilities to connect and communicate with our spirit babies. They can let you know, they can give you, you a foreshadowing. They can give you hints. They can tell you what they need and they can also show you how they want to come through. And typically where we see the most disease or the most struggle is when we're fighting what our intuition is actually telling us. When our conditioning and our expectations and the power that lives outside of us, when that wins, that's usually where our journey unfolds with the most challenging effort. And we have the deepest learning experience from it so that we don't repeat that. So when we can live in true alchemical connection and deep authority of our inner voice and our intuition being the leading, like the North star. That's when our journey unfolds with the most ease. But to get to the place where our intuitive channels are open and we're at a consciousness where we're even with our nervous system relaxed enough to even consider sitting in stillness to receive these whispers, that in itself, because of how our world is right now, because of the deconditioning and the programming we have to do for ourselves, for our mothers, for our grandmothers, and for our generations up until now. We are the generation of breaking the cycle. We truly are. So we have to Mm -hmm. do that deep work to even get to the point where we actually remember how intuitive we really are. And I'm hoping, I really am. This is why Mm -hmm. I'm so passionate about the work I do. I'm hoping that anyone who hears this, who this just plants a little seed deep into their womb of if you desire to become a parent or a mother in this lifetime you do everything in your power to do your own work so that you can preserve and protect the magic and the intuition and the absolute cosmicness of these babies coming through so that they don't need to re remember, right? They're going to know from birth and beyond who they are, where they came from, who their star family is, how to access their clairs and their psychic abilities. But that's a whole other conversation.
0: So I'm just wondering with the with the fertility support that you offer, whether there are, you know, as part of that, are there couples or women that want to be parents that want to almost have a conversation, let's say, with with, with an incoming soul before it's arrived? You know, like, I don't know, to have a dialogue to say, like, OK, what is it i got to do? Like, what's my to do list? What do you need me to do? Like-
1: they sure do. I'm so glad you asked that question. Because if there's anything that I've personally received from this incoming soul collective, this cohort of beings that want to come in, is they want to make connection with us before they're even conceived. They want to co-create. They want us to ask, what is my to-do list? What would you Mm -hmm. like me to do to help you incarnate, to help you enter this body and stay in this body and be birthed the way you want to in the place that you want to. That's where my spirit baby journeys come in. It's a service that I offer one-on-one where I take people through a meditation and we connect with this inner dialogue and we connect to your spirit babies, your higher self, your spirit team. And I help facilitate a conversation with them. And we ask those questions of what is needed on an energetic level, on a physical level, on a spiritual level, on a lifestyle level. We kind of look at the whole picture and I allow myself to be a bit of a vessel to transmit that information of how and what and who and where, what do you need from this couple in front of me that is desiring to bring you through? And that's where the trajectory of where they take the conversation is completely up to that soul. And that person I'm sitting in front of and their higher self and their potential in this lifetime, sometimes it's deep physical healing that needs to happen. They're burdened with lots of toxins. Their thyroid is under functioning or over functioning, or there's an autoimmune condition going on, or their nourishment is really low vibration. And they're really not supporting themselves on a deep nourishment level. Sometimes they're a really clear physical vessel, super healthy. But on an energetic level, there's fears, there's obstacles, there's doubt, there's worry, there's unhealed traumas that we need to work through in order to get there. The vessel who's carrying the sperm, they too need to work through their energetic blocks. They too need to become their most healthy version of themselves so that together the embryo that forms is of highest frequency, of highest consciousness that we can obtain in that moment that we're constantly desiring to bring it higher and higher and when I do have these journeys and these spirit baby readings and we have that conversation and ultimate goal depending and it goes it can go any which way I could be talking about their past or their own birth journey and we don't even go into future trajectories it's whatever that person needs to work through but what is so important Is that even without me, without any psychic or medium, you have your own ability. Anybody listening to this has their own ability to just sit in stillness, to ground their body in a meditation, to use their breath as their guide, and to consciously ask, whether it's out loud or in their mind, hey, I heard that there were maybe spirit babies. Are you out there? Just in case you are. I'd really love to start a conversation with you. I'd really love for some advice on how I can show up as my highest self in this lifetime. What do you need me to do so that I can achieve the vessel, the consciousness, the being that you need to incarnate successfully? And be really open to the messages that you receive. It might feel like you're talking back to yourself in your head. Don't don't even question it. Just trust it fully. Have a journal out, write what comes up. Potentially you're free journaling and you're just writing answers that are coming up to you without your conscious thought. Or perhaps you're inviting your spirit babies into your dream so that they can communicate to you when your human ego and your self-questioning is out of the way. And another thing I really encourage people to do It's to ask for a sign, ask for a physical sign, whether it's a symbol of a ladybug or a star or a rainbow or a leaf or a feather, whatever it may be, get into a space of stillness where your nervous system is grounded and you feel safe and say, spirit babies, can you please just give me one sign so that I know you're around? Whatever comes to your mind first, whatever drops in, whatever you see, don't question it. Let that be it and watch how often that sign comes in. And it'll happen so much that even the non-believers will be stunned into the magic of the synchronicities that come through.
0: Do you ever have conversations with babies that are already here, just growing? Or maybe I had conversations with my babies. My first baby was Well, she didn't arrive on her due date and I was very naive in my first pregnancy. So I was like, oh my God, she's late. There must be a reason. (laughs) Apparently she didn't like the name that we picked for her. And so she really was, she said, I'm not coming until you ditch the name. But my aunt had communicated with her on my behalf. So I had to have a very difficult conversation with my other half, who's not really into the woo stuff like I was, and go, hmm, apparently she doesn't like her name. We need to, we we spent hours, days discussing the name. So I to sort of say, look, we need to kind of ditch the name and um, so we we managed to do that and the minute we I mean it took us a few days to do that and agree because he thought I was a bit crazy kind of going with this spiritual stuff <laughs> and uh, and the minute we ditched the name that's it I started getting contractions and she arrived the next day but then my second baby she was super super late and I tuned into her to find out why she wasn't coming and she had a lot of fears that had arrived as a result of conversations that she'd heard from the consultant in my midwife in my appointments because I was a an older mum second time around and they were giving me all the scary stuff in those meetings. Um, and so she then had a lot of fears, so I had to work on her fears. So there's a lot. So, so for both of them, I communicated with them, but I'm just wondering whether or not that's something that you do with some of your clients, whether there's anything that you can share that can help other mothers. They're expecting mothers to communicate with their babies and see how, see how things are going in there. If there's anything they can do to help them.
1: Yes. Oh, my heart is so full that you had, that in utero communication with both of your babies and that you started that journey so early on. That just makes my heart so happy. And yes, that is the most, I would say easiest connection to make and the most forward for people who aren't necessarily familiar with their psychic channels or their clairs or how they receive information from that spiritual realm or the energetic realm. Once we are pregnant, that lots of couples come in and see me who want to just communicate with the baby that's already there to see if there's any fears, to see if there's anything they need to do to make them cozy and comfortable and to prepare for their birth journey. That's a really common occurrence. But I would say for anyone who is currently pregnant or is going to be pregnant soon, that connection is so strong. Their soul is literally tethered to your body And they're residing in your energy field. They don't fully come into the body until around birth or closely after two or right before. It's kind of a bit of a window. They come in and out. They spend more time in the physical body we're growing later on in pregnancy. And especially the first trimester, they're anchored in, they're imprinted, but they're still very much in the ethereal, the energy realm, the spiritual realm, learning. Preparing now that they can use our body, they can see through our eyes, they can hear through our ears, they can taste what we taste as soon as conception happens, especially as soon as implantation occurs. Once they're tethered to our endometrial lining and they're in our womb, they experience earth through our body. So they are constantly taking in any information, any thought, any sense, any smell. All of our senses are giving them information on how to prepare themselves for their own earth journey afterbirth. So every thought we have is communicated to them. They're listening in on everything going on with our bodies once they are implanted and they're in our womb. So, tuning in and holding your hands over your womb and understanding that you have another being that is literally living inside of your own energy field, the communication and the intuition that comes through is usually a lot stronger. It's usually a lot faster and it's usually a lot easier to access, especially if you've started forming that relationship beforehand. It's the same soul, typically, unless another one decides to come through. Sometimes they will change who wants to come through. Or sometimes a soul will communicate with you in a gender that you would recognize. So if you had a previous experience with a soul and you were sisters in a past life, that soul will come back to you, typically in that sister presentation so that you remember that they're the same being. Perhaps your body likes to create boy embryos. That's also a thing and that soul isn't too tied to however it comes through it doesn't matter if the if it's expressing female sex or male sex or anything in between they will still come in through that vessel but sometimes we hold this idea that we've been communicating to them in the feminine context so they must be in a female body that's loose i would say about 70 60 70% of the time they'll present in the energy body that they wish to come through But not to hold on to the fact that if you've been communicating to what appears to be a male energy and you are still carrying a female energy in your womb or a physical female body, that soul is still likely the same. And they'll communicate to you. They'll let you know, yep, that's me in there. This is my name preference. Sometimes they'll show you books or they'll highlight things because their name is very important to them. They have a lot of energetic ties to the numerology and the sequence and just how their name carries the vibrational life force of their their purpose in this lifetime. It's so funny that your baby was late because they didn't like your name because I, yes, that can absolutely happen. And we can constantly communicate with them. So whether they're big enough and you feel kicks in response to your conversation, whether they appear to you in dream time constantly, or whether you're just sitting there in stillness, looking and feeling your belly and asking a question, whatever comes to your mind first, trust that that is your baby. Another tool I really, really enjoy. I'm not sure if anyone listening can see our video, but I'm holding up a pendulum. Pendulums are a really beautiful way to start your connection to your spirit team or incoming souls to really just get some clear yes, no, I don't know answers and holding that up over your womb and during pregnancy, before pregnancy. And really tuning into the energy field of that baby and using your pendulum can be a great way to just kickstart conversations, asking it questions. What do you need from me? Where in my body needs extra support? How can I support your birth? And forming that into yes or no questions. You can even draw out pendulum grids where you take a circle and you write down things along the edges and you let your spirit baby use your pendulum to push you towards certain areas. You can even list out all of your favorite names, see if the pendulum sways towards one. It's a really fun tool to kickstart and make that conversation more clear.
0: Um, One thing that a lot of women worry about with me, especially those that have a lot of fear, is the fact that the baby is there and can feel and experience everything that we're experiencing um, and this is backed up. I interviewed Tom, Dr. Thomas Verney on the podcast, who's the father of prenatal psychology. So we know that this is, you know, this is a thing, uh, the, the psychology of the baby inside. And so the women that are fearful are very worried that, that their baby's feeling all the things that they're feeling. And maybe if they're not sure about keeping the baby, if they're so terrified that, you know, a lot of the women that suffer from tachyphobia, they, they wonder whether they're going to terminate because they just can't handle the pregnancy. And so it can be very difficult for them. And so the idea that what they're feeling is now being felt by the baby, then there's a huge amount of guilt that comes through there. How is the baby experiencing all of that when it's not necessarily all, you know, unicorns and rainbows?
1: I believe, and what I have been told by the spirit babies is that they know what they're coming into. They have conscious awareness and they are choosing to incarnate through our vessels. If it ever gets to the point where they can't energetically sustain it, they will leave. They simply will leave. And that is when we experience pregnancy loss, or perhaps their trajectory was simply to come into our body and then move forward as one of our spirit guides and stay really strongly as a spirit guide. But if that baby is staying, they are consciously choosing to stay because they are resilient and they are capable of moving through those emotions for you. And I wouldn't be surprised as well, is if with conception, those emotions start skyrocketing, they start coming to the forefront, that baby, that soul is pushing those to the front of your awareness, to where you can see them and move through them so that both of you can work through them together to clear the slate. Before that birth or after birth and into the postpartum and into the person they really desire you to be as their parent. So absolutely, they have the resiliency to move through it, and they're likely already getting into it, knowing that those emotions, which are always our biggest teachers, every emotion holds its own lesson, right? They are contributing to the emotions to bring them to your awareness so that you can heal that, so you can move through that, so you can feel less alone, that you're doing it together with them to ultimately raise your vibration and consciousness for that birth and for who they need you to be after baby has arrived. And sometimes these souls know, they know your full potential. They know that they've already chosen you. They know that motherhood is a part of your soul contract. And if you were to have not gotten pregnant with them because the fear was so strong that you may likely never have stepped into that path willingly, they will come in at Opportunities that present themselves so that you can alchemize and work through that during pregnancy. But as a broad scope, yeah, they do Mm. feel what we feel. They do experience the breadth of the senses. That's what they're here for. And every soul that's coming into Earth
0: Mm.
1: is coming in with the desire to feel the full spectrum of senses from the most negative to the most heavy emotions to the most highest and light frequencies. They're here for it all. And it's really about that resiliency and knowing that they too have decision-making and they too have the power to leave or to stay.
0: And my last question, so I'm just conscious of time, is what if they can see our highest potential, they, you know, they're there for our highest good, but then we for whatever reason go, this is too much, I can't do it. We have free will and we, don't, we choose not to maybe deal with the fear or the anxiety and we, that we kind of walk away
1: from that. They likely know our decision before we even do. And they come in knowing that that is the end, that that is the end game. That womb holder, that couple are going to consciously choose to release that pregnancy. And they already usually know. They know and they'll say, yes, I did my work. Even if I was here for a little amount of time, look at the healing trajectory I've spiraled you in. Look at this log I threw under your tire as you were bicycling by so that I could course correct you into this certain angle. And that soul usually comes back. It truly does. And if it didn't see that that termination or that conscious release was in the path, they don't hold resentment. There's no resentment. There's no negativity. There's no pressure on their end. It's simply about having a conscious discussion with them saying, hey, I really am not ready for this. I need some time to process this, to work on some more healing, to get my life, my earth life into a state where I feel more at ease to receive and proceed with this journey. And they will willingly go with the process and they will come back. Those souls do truly come back unless their journey was simply to come in for a short amount of time and be your ethereal guide in this lifetime, or if they were just coming through to help heal and course correct your life and you never invite them in again, and they really desire to come through, they'll come in through a family member or they'll leave and go to a different vibrational match. You can release them. But when it comes to that conscious release, even in that desire, we can have conversations and ask them as well to leave. And we sometimes will see miscarriages and some people will say, wow, that is such a relief because I was asking this baby to leave and to come back at a future time. Whatever route it needs to go, there's never any negative emotions associated with that journey. And at any time you can have a dialogue with them and just con- consciously let them know what's happening that you are open to, are not open to them coming back in the future. That's a really great way to go about it.
0: Well, Emma, thank you so much for this conversation. I've enjoyed every single minute. Now, if people want to kind of track you down.
1: Yes, I live mostly on Instagram at Cosmically Nourished, And you can also find me on my website. It's emma-moon.com. And I have fertility courses. I work one-on-one for science and spirituality combined for spiritual support. I do spirit baby journeys And I have a membership in the works in the future. So I am pretty open there. You can get in touch at any time.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for having me and
1: having this platform to really support people to energetically and emotionally move through these blocks. The Spirit Babies truly do thank you for your work.
0: You've been listening to the Fear Free Childbirth Podcast with me, Alexia Leachman. Fear-Free Childbirth is the online destination for women seeking to take the fear out of pregnancy, birth, and beyond, with fear clearance meditations, self-healing products and courses, professional training, and specialist programs for overcoming tocophobia. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then check out the Fear-Free Childbirth Mama Ship. It's a bit like Netflix, where you can binge on a boatload more Fear-Free Childbirth content to inspire you on the journey to motherhood and beyond more interviews, more birth stories, more expert wisdom. Visit fearfreechildbirth.com to find out more.